0: Welcome to Across the Middle with Frank Cholette. Number one. Your number one source for NFL, NBA, and college sports. Here's your host, Frank Cholette. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number four of Across the Middle. We're, we're reporting live right here from the Lone Star Bar, watching. <laughs> you know, I called this out right from the beginning. I told everybody, I said, look, man. Watch, watch this game with the Giants. By the way, I'm I'm joined by my buddy right here, Rob. Say what's up to everybody, Rob. What's going on, sports world? Hey, man, I'm telling you, uh, whew, interesting. So we already got the Cowboys down fourteen-three. You know, everybody's no surprise. I'm a huge Cowboy fan. Who's your team, Rob? By the way,
1: I have to say, first and foremost, probably Minnesota Vikings. I think they're going to lose tonight, but
0: no, I have to well. Say- well, you know? they, they, they have a chance, brother. They got a defense. You know what I mean? That's they my got first de-
1: love, Minnesota. My second love was New Orleans. So,
0: Yeah. And you know what? New Orleans is struggling because of injury. It, it, this has been a strange year. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm, you know I'm a diehard Laker fan. I told you this. And they may have an opportunity tonight to win their 17th title. And I'm going to be honest with you folks. I'm not even excited about it. Because this has just not been a normal year. Yeah, everything's been off track. Nothing's yeah. Gone. No one's had the proper training. Nobody's had the proper time to jail together. So it's just, uh, it's really an unusual circumstance. So before we get any further into this, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still trying to clear that that Bloody Mary out of my throat right there. Whew. Word to the wise, don't do that before you're going to get on uh, radio and talk. I'm just going to give you a real quick uh, score recount of what happened. We had the Texans, man, way to go. It's about time. you fire you fire the coach, and the team responds with a huge win. They dropped the Jacksonville Jaguars uh thirty to fourteen, and then uh we had the Las Vegas Raiders winning 40 to thirty two they were able to win that one. That's a huge uh, division win right there. I think that's a
1: tone setter for the Raiders right there.
0: Why don't you tell me about that? Because you were watching that game. You were...
1: Yeah, yeah it looked to me, it's a tone setter. It's a game changer for the Raiders. I think they're finally kind of getting back on tracks to where they used to be, where they were where they were comfortable for years and years. They, they fell off the tracks there for a long, long time, but I, I just kind of have a sense their new building over there in Las Vegas and uh, the enthusiasm's coming back, and they looked like a good football team today. And, I, and in my opinion, they, they beat the best quarterback in the game in Mahomes. So I'm very uh, – I feel like they're coming back. And uh, Mahomes did everything he could to, to eke out the victory. Like I said, he's the best quarterback in the game in my book. Uh,
0: so, yeah, I give the Raiders a
1: lot of credit today.
0: Um, it, it looks like the, the, the Gruden project is working. You know, the team is starting to gel together. You can kind of see who and what they are. Um, And, you know, they, they, they don't beat themselves. That's what I like, you know, contrary to what I'm saying. What did I tell you? Three and out. Cowboys. I'm telling you right now, Garrett knows that personnel, folks. And if you put money down on the Cowboys, man. Boy, you're losing big right now. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I think that yeah. the Cowboys—they they got a couple guys who need to step up and start earning the paycheck that Jerry's put out on the table. Um, I he think Zeke Elliott, yeah, sixty million or something like that. And I think that at the end of the day, that you got big time players with big time checks that need to come through. Uh, I think the thing—you know—the defense is, has been struggling and needs to come through, but. Um, you know, we'll see. Today, you know, this game right here is going to be back and forth. I believe it will. And uh, um, Honestly,
0: I think the Giants are going to go right down here and score again. Yeah, it could be. Um, no, no, they literally did their first drive. They drove right down and they scored. And then you get the interception that they take back for a score. Cowboys could be down 21-3 right here before yeah, you know it'll
1: it. Be a, it'll, be a, it'll be a tough road to climb back if they get down 21-3. Um, again, I think that uh, the, the factor of the uh, coach going over you know the assistant over to to the Giants yeah is, it, it, it could be a, it could be a Pro Hill battle if the if Dallas were to lose this game I would have I really feel that it would be a, a game
0: of I don't think that I don't have them making the playoffs man I don't not either. after I, seeing that defense No if, not, if not they after seeing that I'm in mean, my God. They have got – let me tell you something. It's funny how you mentioned Zeke, and I'm glad that you mentioned Zeke. They have two assets on offense, and I believe that if they move, they can get some prime-time defensive talent, particularly in the back end. You need a safety, and you need either a defensive tackle or an in. I would move Zeke. I know people are like, no, I would trade him. You because get, right now he's on the downside to me, you hear me? And you probably get two or three top-notch players. Him yeah. and Michael Gallup, because you're not going to be able to re-sign Malcolm. It, look, the salary cap is structured to where you can't afford to have three top-flight wide receivers mm-hmm. and pay them all. You just gave Amari his money. You drafted C.D. Lamb. That's going to be your future, too. Gallup's gone, and you could get something for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think the market set
1: where right now would be the time to make a move like that because each year that goes by on um, Zeke, I think his his trade value goes a little bit down each year. Um, So for me, I think I would make the move sooner than later, and I think you could get two, three, yeah. Top quality football players that probably be a top quality for seven ten years for you. I believe it. So it would be the I think it'd be the money choice to go with that. Uh, whether Jerry he, Jerry's seems loyal to certain guys uh, beyond what I think he should be. I think he's got a history of that. Um, so you know, and what his loyalty would seek. I have no um, I have no clue as to where that stands, but he has shown tremendous loyalty to certain players through certain times in, in past history.
0: Well, but at least they performed, you know, uh the last running back and this is why they were kind of reluctant to give that money to Zeke. Because the last money the last time they gave a running back that type of money because remember they didn't give it to DeMarco Murray. Yeah, it was Herschel, wasn't it? No, it was it was uh Marion Barber. Mm. Remember they gave him 50 million. Okay. I and he he was already on the down end when they gave him that, you know? Yeah, I, forget, I he got lost
1: in the shuffle. I forgot about him. He came out really hot out of college. Looked really like a gonna be an All Pro, you know, you know Hall of Fame guy. Well, his
0: first three or four years in Dallas was good. He was good, but that running style. Remember, he 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 was he ran a, he was Marshawn Lynch before Marshawn Lynch was Marshawn Lynch. That was the original beast mode was Marion DeBarbera. Barbarian. They used to call him that because he'd run your ass over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he was a beast. He was in
1: college. I saw him play in college up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Minnesota played the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, and I saw him. He ran all over guys up there. So, um, he was an incredible back. You knew you were watching a special college back when I saw him. And I was not surprised to see him go,
0: you know, as high as he did go
1: in the draft. So.
0: You know what, I'm, as I look inside the numbers of this uh, Jacksonville-Texans game, I'm seeing that Watson was 25-35 for 359 yards, had a 14.4 average. He threw two picks, but he also had three touchdowns. Um, you almost had, I'm guessing that's David Johnson, 17 carries for 96 yards, 5.6 average. Um, hey, man, they got some production today.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's uh, they've been struggling. But, you know, you never know. Sometimes one game can propel a team to motivate them and kind of get them off the mat, so to speak, and get them moving in the right direction. And um, that might be the the case here, hopefully so, because the season's moving quickly, very quickly. And I guess I don't know I, or forgot, but are, how many games
0: season are they playing this year? Who? Uh, no, first, no, it's, it's ben, the huh? full 16. It's the full 16? Yeah. Okay. Um. What was I going to say? I'm looking at Garner Minshew's numbers for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, man, look, he he went 31 for 49. Now, you don't ever want your quarterback throwing the ball 49 times. But he ended up with 301 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. As I look at their numbers, I'm trying to figure out how the hell did they lose.
1: Yeah, yeah, you see a number like that. You look at the final score, which could be – a little bit misleading as the type of ball game it was. I didn't see
0: it up here. I'm not sure if it was tele. I don't think it was telecast, but um, no. And let me tell you a lot because you have a lot of Texans fans here. Yeah, that's the second team here is the Texans. But they haven't been showing their games, and it, it, it's what I was mentioning to you about it earlier. We're getting the Chiefs games because of um, we're getting the Chiefs games because of uh, Mahomes. Yeah, he went to yeah. Texas Tech. So we're getting all the Chiefs games, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's and
1: just, everybody's – yeah, the Chiefs are – yeah, they may be the second team now. It's, uh, now that I think about with Mahomes, you've probably got the Cowboys the top team of the area. But, yeah, I think maybe the Chiefs have taken over the second. As a matter of fact, I'd, I, I'd say that pretty confidently. The Chiefs have taken over the second spot uh, with Mahomes. Everybody wants to see him. and yeah. So that's a good thing for the area.
0: So as I look inside the numbers – uh. Philadelphia man damn Philadelphia and Dallas really I mean, I'm mean, i talking about how bad Dallas is but these two teams have been decimated by injuries decimated yeah, particularly man. along the front line which has caused their offenses to struggle you know what I mean yeah I think the you know uh, you're only
1: as good even when you go back to the greatest teams of all the the Steelers the Cowboys with Troy Emmett and Michael Irvin you, you start with the offensive line you never see a great team you know this is what makes in college makes Alabama Clemson Ohio State you know hands down above most of the rest because they have great offensive line usually great defensive line. I played in. you know I played football for about nine years myself and I was the lineman and I believe in my heart that you're only as good as your front people and
0: oh yeah you know well, that's, that's where games are won and lost. And that's why i make
1: the argument still to this day and and it's a very debatable argument but for my money i think barry sanders is the greatest running back in the history of the nfl because he he, he by and large had a very subpar offensive line
0: now i will disagree with you on that i, I agree in terms of being the greatest even then i can't look com- calling running backs the greatest is like calling a quarterback the greatest because Give me the situation. What is the situation? How big was the game, you know? Because sometimes a lot of those yards are empty yards. You know what I mean? But the biggest misconception is that that man did not have no help. That is a lie. He had Lomas Brown, who was a 9- or 10-time Pro Bowler left tackle.
1: He had a a guy or two. He had
0: Brett Perryman, who was a a, a Herman Moore. Remember these guys? They were great. Johnny Morton. I remember them killing the Cowboys in the playoffs. Before we even. started our run.
1: You know, and, and that's <laughs> true. Those guys were all great. And I can't really think, though. I mean, who was, uh, you know, who was the quarterback with Detroit back most of? Uh,
0: uh Well, I, at one time you had Eric Hippel and uh, you had Scott. Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, he was with the Dolphins, remember? And he got that big old contract with Detroit. I, now, if you want to make an argument – there you can because the Cowboys had Troy Aikman. Yeah, Troy you understand really what I'm top saying? Five all time. But weapons for weapons, Herman Moore and and those guys, they were right with Michael Irvin in them.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, weapons had, for weapons. I think, though, I mean, you got to have the, the the playmaking guy at the quarterback. I think that every great team, you know, that's what I, I still make the argument either the Chiefs, Mahomes is what drove them to where they got last year. Um, he he was the captain of that ship and he still is, and that's why they invested so much in him as they know that they're only going to go as far as Mahomes can, you know, will take them, and I think that's true with all great teams. You know Terry Bradshaw, uh, you know uh, Troy Aikman. I go back even further, Bob Greasy. and one that I love, the uh, couple of them that never won the Super Bowl. There's three. Fran Tarkenton, Fran Dan Marino, and Jim Kelly. All yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Never got to the Super Bowl ring, but in their own rights, top 10 quarterbacks f- maybe all You forgot all time. one.
0: I mean, Warren Moon. Yeah, Warren Moon, and, and definitely And uh, Moon should have got there in 93. Yeah, Warren. Uh, they should have gotten there in 93. Yeah, definitely. And he
1: never was blessed uh in my opinion to be on the type of great great team that could have gotten him that and Another guy comes to mind real quickly that gets lost in the shuffle and Not many people think about him, but Dan Fouts was. Oh yeah,
0: yes, he was. Man, there. that team, that hey. team. Do you know? I, I, it's funny how you mention it because two days ago, I seen an old footage of the Raiders and the Chargers, a 1980 AFC Championship game, and man, did they had Fouts, Kevin Winslow, John James, Jefferson. I think James Brooks was a running back on that yes, team. Too. Yes. Yes. They had James Brooks and um, um, Chuck Muncie. Yeah. They had Remember Chuck 46.
1: Muncy. He was a bulldozer. I think he finished out his career in New Orleans, but he was a bulldozer. And, mm. uh, you know, great, great. he's a great blocker, too. So I think that, uh, you know, looking back on it, there's a lot of teams, you know, Houston Oilers and you know Cleveland Browns at one time posted one of the best teams in the league but just yeah. for whatever reason couldn't get over the yeah you know get get over that hump to to win a Super Bowl and it's you know and I've heard the argument you know I don't think you necessarily have to win a championship to be one of the greatest I mean Dan Marino I know plenty of people that think he is the greatest quarterback ever
0: I think uh, he was the best uh, pure throw of the, of the ball I ever seen really? remember he gave the greatest performance I've ever seen. Monday up. night football, he absolutely torched what I thought was the greatest defense I've ever seen. That was the 85 Bears defense.
1: Well, let me uh, bring this up. I'm from Mobile, Alabama, home of the senior ball every year. And when I was a little kid, uh, we'd go down, they'd have meet the players day uh, three or four days before the game. You go down to Mobile's Ladd Stadium, and uh, all the players from both the north and the south squad were out there meet them, get your pictures taken, and, you know, have a brief uh, chat. And Dan Marino was one that I met and had a very brief chat. And then I, of course, went to the game a couple days later, saw him in the game. And there's uh, two or three players. I went to probably growing up and in a, you know, even in my adult years, probably attended 15, 16 senior bowls. And there's three or four players that stick out, that really stick out in my mind all these years later. And I'm gonna tell you the two guys. Uh, Dan Marino was one of them, mm-hmm. but the other one, other one was a guy named Lynn Swan.
0: Okay. Yes, out of USC. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, came. Hall of
1: Famer. With, unbelievable. He made. He was making catches in the Senior Bowl, and when he came down there all these years later, I remember Lynn Swan in a very. Uh, unbelievable role from a standpoint when you saw him even in that game you said this guy's going to be an nfl star oh yeah uh, same thing with um, the Dan Marino. you saw him uh, you had no idea which teams were going to end up with these guys but when you left and, the game you said this, and he came out the year the quarterbacks dan marino just looked that like was a him star. john
0: elway remember it was yeah. him john elway todd blackledge there was a whole bunch of them that came out that jim kelly Jim yeah, Kelly was uh, part of that class.
1: Dan 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 Marino, I have to say this, he had a cockiness about him that I didn't like, but I think Dan Marino knew where he was headed. And I think he also uh, had that com- that confidence that carried and was a positive factor for those around him. And I think that uh, in the end I'm going to make the case that uh, Dan Marino's top 3 quarterback all time. I'm not maybe not say he's number 1, but I think he's top 3 all time. Um
0: uh, John Elway. My greatest for me all time. Um, I can't put Tom Brady there. L- um, let me tell you why. I think he, he I benefited I don't want me. to, but I think I have to. No, <laughs> I no. no. To. Let's be honest, Rob. If if Russell Wilson, if Seattle does not throw that ball and they hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch, they win. If Atlanta kicks, kicks the field goal, they win. To me, Joe Montana is the best. And this is the reason why I say Yeah, you see. I watched that man march his team down on game-winning drives. In the the Super Bowl, the biggest games. This is why I say it's him, you know, personally. Tom Brady is a a product of a great coach with great defensive players because they always had great defensive players the whole time he was there. I mean, that's... I don't know. For me, I, I'm going to say. Personally, it's Joe Montana to me. All right. And for me, it's,
1: I'm going to go with Terry Bradshaw. Yeah.
0: Uh, they're all up there. I mean, you could. Actually, when you look at Terry Bradshaw's numbers, and I, I thought so too, he played big in big games. But when you look, he had one year where he had close to 20 interceptions.
1: It, you know, yep. a thing also that Pittsburgh might be a little yep. misleading on some of it all is, I have to say, probably them and the Chicago Bears, the two greatest defenses. You know. Oh yeah. Then um, you could, you know, flip a coin as to which one, but those are two of the top defenses of all time. So when you have a t- when you're on an offensive side of football and you have arguably one of the greatest defenses in the history of the game, then you have an
0: advantage that other quarterbacks don't have. So. And they, and they seem to stick to a formula um they run the ball and they play great defense you know what i mean yeah that's the formula
1: the, those types of teams they play ball control it's called ball control
0: and then you know uh clock control ball control and which makes sense because they play in bad weather cold environments so in in december and january it's, it's a little bit harder to throw the ball.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it definitely, and you know, that's what gave some of those teams. I never understood being a Vikings fan. We lived up there when they played at the uh, Bloomington and uh, Metropolitan Stadium, open-air stadium, 15, 20, 25 degrees out there, and I felt they had an advantage over teams, especially teams from a little further south that uh, weren't quite as used to the elements, and the Vikings were able to take advantage of that. Green Bay's done that for years, and uh, – it's been a prescription that I think gave them an advantage. And then, and then Minnesota went in and built the Metrodome, which uh, I never understood. It uh, took away a little bit of their advantage. And now they got a new, really, I saw this facility a couple years back right after it was built. Uh, but I believe in open air football, always have. So.
0: Um, I'm going to give everybody a quick update of what's going on. Uh, right now, folks, we got the Giants. Yes, the Giants, the 0-4 Giants. Leading the Cowboys 17 to 3. It looks like the Cowboys are starting to get a little bit of a momentum. We're also reporting live here at the Lone Star Bar. We'll be doing this every Sunday till the Super Bowl. We're going to keep this going. But um, as we jump back into it, I look at the numbers in the uh, Philadelphia game. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this. I was watching that game earlier. On their first drive, um, they give the ball to Miles Sanders, and he runs for a 74 yard touchdown. Do you know how many yards he ended up with after that, uh, Rob? Where did where did he go after that? I didn't see. He it. rushed eleven times for eighty yards. Okay. That means all he got was six yards the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, that you know, I mean you can start off hot, finish off cold, but you know at the end of the day, uh, the, the you know the greatest performances—that's uh, what made him at the you know so great. He, he
0: was he got better as the game went. I thought, you know. Now, now we're gonna revisit what you were talking about the greatest running backs now i agree pure running style there was nothing like barry sanders but if i had a big game to win big game and i needed to win that game i don't know how you could turn away from Franco harris or emmett smith yeah there's two those. those were the best big game backs you know what i mean Yeah, I have to say that
1: uh, at least my recollections from, and at the time it it looked to me always, uh, especially in the big game, seemed like uh, Emmett got better as the game went. It seemed like Michael Irvin got better as the game went also. Um, You know, you're talking about two guys that I think they knew how to pace themselves through the course of a game. And I think at the end of the day, I think they did it better than 99% of everybody else. And uh Sometimes you can come out and you go you, you don't pace yourself correctly and late in the game you're running out of gas Those guys never did it now. That's also great conditioning involved also, but I think there's a mental aspect involved in it all, too and uh, Those those type of guys knew what they needed to do to uh, at the end of the game to be stronger than the competition And if you look at the results of what they were getting it, uh, it I think that definitely was the case
0: well Check this out, folks. We're gonna go ahead and in segment one, we're gonna hit, I'm gonna go ahead and run a couple um, commercial promos. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back to you as we are watching now. What seventeen to three? About ten forty-nine left. Cowboys are just struggling. I'm telling you, I called this man. I'm I'm a a Cowboys
1: fan too, since I live here in Texas.
0: They got to get it going, folks. It's just tough when the other guy knows you very well. Yeah, he's living in your back pocket right there. So come on, Cowboys. All righty, folks. We'll be right back with you. Having some electrical problems at home, or maybe it's your place of business. No worries. Call the professionals at Delgado Electric. With years of experience in both home and commercial business, you have the peace of mind and guarantee that it's A-plus quality and service. Call Blas Delgado, the owner and operator, at 432-312-4142. Again, that's 432-312-4142. And tell Blas, I sent you. Have problems with your appliances? Or maybe those beers in your refrigerator aren't getting cold enough. Have no worries. Call the professionals at B&B and Appliance and Repair. Al Brookings has over five years of experience in the DFW area, so you know he has you covered. Give him a call at 972-295-9251 or hit him up on his website at www.bappliancesrepair.com. all right folks as we jump right back into the show man i'm gonna tell you something man i gotta tell y'all a crazy story that happened to me true story now as you know most of you i dj at nighttime you know i host karaoke sometimes you know four times out of the week when we get back to it you know at the lone star bar well anyway man we had this one night man where we are crazy packed, man and you know the floor is jamming and everything and i'm upstairs because where my dj booth is you know it's upstairs you know so i'm up there you know i got my drink whatever you know i'm playing music i got the crowd going man and i see this chick going up there you know and i got this one rule you know don't climb up the ladder because what it got me you know you literally have to go up the ladder to get to me because it's designed for me to look down on the club and um you know to get a good view of everything to get the landscape see the bartender see see the stage see how everything is laid out well anyway man out of nowhere this chick just you know she uh she tells me that she needs to hear a song i you know i tell her okay you, what song do you want to hear she's going downstairs and as she's going downstairs she not only pulls the plug out of the wall but on the way down man she she almost fell and so she grabs where we have the plug and she yanks that damn thing literally out of the wall hold the presses no she didn't yes she did man next thing you know the music stops man people are saying come on DJ come on DJ so I go to the front man and I'm talking to the owner man I'm like Derek man You'll never believe what just happened. This chick goes up there, man. She's trying to hear a song. On the way down, man, she almost falls. Pulls the plug out of the socket. Pulls the socket out of the wall. So at that moment, man, Derek's like, all right, man, well, we're going to go back here, man. We'll we'll take a look at it. And who do I see at that moment, man? Blas Delgado. Folks, in case you don't know who Blas Delgado is, He's the owner of Delgado Electric Commercial and Residential. He just happened to be there. So what happens is within the next 10 minutes, man, they had me up and running. They had that plug replaced. And when I say they, I'm talking about Blas and Derek. They had that, that plug redone, refixed, and re ready to go in under 10 minutes. This is why I say, make sure you hit up Delgado Electric Commercial and Residential, folks. This guy does outstanding work. If he can have a nightclub back and going in no time, trust me, he can take care of your business or your residential area. By the way, he has a phone number. 432-312-4142. I'll repeat it. 432-312-4142. Ask for blahs I'm telling you, man, he had me up and going. I swear by this guy, man. Peace out. Yeah, when you hear the music, you know it must be college football. We're gonna do a recap of some of the games that took place yesterday, man. I'm gonna tell you that Oklahoma-Texas game was pretty wild. Yeah, it uh, definitely uh, turned me for what was four
1: overtimes, uh, you know. And I, I don't know, Big 12 football. It, uh, I think that the winner of that game every year seems, you know, mo- for the most part, is ends up in the championship there, unless maybe sometimes Kansas State.
0: Where, I was about to say. Kansas. Did they win yesterday against uh, TCU? Let's look that Uh, up. Yeah, as a matter of fact. I think they did. Let me look that up since we're talking college football. Yeah, I
1: think TCU came out of the short end. I was pulling for TCU too. What game interests you yesterday? Uh, The game that Ole Miss and Alabama. I thought Ole Miss uh, scoring 48. Ole Miss recently in recent years has not been a very good football team. And for what it's worth, I graduated from Ole Miss, and we've not been a good team for – really uh, a really good team since Eli Manning. Nothing, huh? but we scored 48 on an alabama team that's arguably top three team in the country of course the big game coming up this week is alabama versus georgia you got number two versus number three and uh you got to figure whoever comes out ahead in there is you know the most likely facing a playoff spot and uh so, yeah, Alabama and Georgia this week going to be a big game. I'm looking forward to watching it. And yeah, I got I'm a looking surprise pick on that. I got a surprise
0: pick on that. I'm uh, looking at that score on that Alabama Mississippi game in 63 uh, 48, man. That's not bad.
1: Yeah, Ole Miss, uh, <laughs> if Ole Miss had had a defense, but, you know, at the end of the day, Alabama's a better football team than we were. And I, I believe Alabama. I believe they're a top five, top six team, but a surprise pick. I got the Georgia Bulldogs. I believe they're going to beat Alabama this weekend.
0: Yeah, and I see that they won 44-21 yesterday over Tennessee. And Tennessee's an up-and-coming football team. So. Yeah, they were ranked fourteenth. I'm looking at that. That uh, uh, I see. I see Auburn. Oh, they, wow, that they, was a close one. Against, I'm also
1: being from yeah. Alabama. I like Auburn, but I, I got to be. I got to call it the way I see it. Arkansas should have won the game. And in my opinion alone, Arkansas got a horrible uh, officiating call at the end of the game. And uh, I think Arkansas deserved to win that football game. Isn't
0: that Jerry Jones' alum? Yeah. uh, I'm surprised he couldn't have bought the officials for that one. And I have to say, I believe uh, Jimmy Johnson went to Arkansas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, they were on Barry Switzer,
1: team. how about Barry Switzer? Arkansas? He was an assistant. He yeah. was an assistant,
0: uh, one of the assistant coaches on that team. People forget Arkansas no. was a powerhouse at one time. Well, they won the national title, I believe it was uh, 63 or 64.
1: Arkansas has a great tradition. I have great respect. And i got to say this. I, growing up in Alabama and being a growing up Auburn fan, but then going to school at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. I have been to almost every SEC stadium for a game, either Ole Miss playing them or Auburn. And one of the nicest stadiums with one of the most gracious, uh, hospitable, very polite fans. Arkansas is a great place to go to a game. If you ever have a chance go to Fayetteville, it's right there on the Ozark Mountains. Uh, beautiful place, beautiful venue, wonderful uh, I'm fans. afraid
0: they wouldn't have me there. I'm a Texas fan, and they, they aren't too, they ain't ain't too nice to. to us.
1: <laughs> I, and I believe Arkansas deserved to get that win yesterday. Auburn is – and I'm a big Auburn fan, but they're not a very good football team. I, you know, I see them – Maybe well, six
0: and four or something like that. But my thing is, and and I go back to the COVID thing. How can you tell? How can you tell? Because some of these some of these teams didn't get a chance to gel together. And I think that as we get along in the week seven and eight, then you're going to start to see that crisp and sharpness come back. You know what I mean?
1: I got right now, right now my national
0: championship game. I got Georgia versus Clemson. Hmm. Probably. That's interesting. Notre Dame looks good though. I'm look. I'm seeing they put a whooping on Florida State, there, 42 no, yeah. to 26. Notre Dame,
1: their program's back. It's clearly back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I like right now. I think uh, Georgia goes into Tuscaloosa this weekend, opens mm-hmm. some eyes, gets the win there, and from what I that saw, that would be
0: huge. That would be huge. Yeah,
1: especially being at the doorstep of Alabama and Tuscaloosa. And, you know, on the other side of it, I uh, saw a bit of the uh, Clemson-Miami game, and Clemson is just a Whoa, beast.
0: Whoa, I'm just seeing this one. Texas A&M beats Florida.
1: Yeah, that yeah they did. I saw When I was little.
0: watching that game, they were down like 14 or 15. Great win for the Aggies, man. Yeah. That is a big win, man. The 12th Jimbo man. Fisher's been getting a lot 12th, of fire man. under there, you know what I mean? And, and this is the kind of win. That'll open up some eyes. I didn't even know. Way to go, AM. Way yeah, to go. And
1: the 12th man in you know, Florida is ranked, I think, fifth, maybe sixth. I don't know, right there. So, yeah, that's, I have to say that's one of Jimbo's biggest wins since he's been at AM. And anytime you beat the Florida Gators, you're beating a team that recruits big time athletes, Florida. And
0: they were the number fourth ranked team. They yeah. were top five. So, yeah, this is yeah. a big win. I suspect we'll see, what, A&M in the top 10? Oh, I think they should they be. Because they were 21. They so I'm guessing that that kind of wouldn't get you in the top ten. It At should. least 11, yeah, it 10 or eleven, somewhere should, in
1: there. Show some love out there for the Aggies. One thing, uh, one thing that I boy loved. LSU
0: boy, you can tell they graduated a lot of players. Yeah, they, you know, now, I, a lot they of they lose to Mizzou. Oh, uh, oh, they came out on the short end on that. I didn't see the Mizzou final. won 45-41. Oh my God,
1: oh, my God. Uh, the LSU Tiger fans must be really. In a funk right now because they go from being one of the best teams in college history to they're struggling. So
0: nah, they'll um, be all right. They still got know, that title from last year. They'll be all right.
1: Oh, they'll rebuild. But LSU is one of those places. Uh, growing up down there, LSU is one of the places they want to win big every single year. And it's hard for the the fan base. You're right. You're right. The fan base pours a ton of money into those yeah. programs
0: down there. Yeah. LSU, Alabama, Florida, Ohio State, East Michigan, Tennessee, yeah. Auburn. They yeah. pour so much money. Hell, Texas, Texas, yeah. and they haven't. They haven't been to a national title game in, what, 10 years? Yeah, you know. But that fan base, they don't care.
1: One thing, uh, I haven't been in Texas very long. I love this state, the most friendly people in the country. And one of the things, uh, being here, I'm a big sports fan, and I have to admit college football is my passion more than any pro sport but uh, bring back texas a&m versus texas
0: bring it back oh yeah yeah they're 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 pulling for legislation on that you know bring um, it back
1: sooner than later i agree one of the greatest rivalries in the history of college i totally football. agree i and, totally agree. you know we bring that one back bring back texas versus uh texas a&m and how about bring back nebraska and oklahoma you know,
0: you know? i agree that that game used to be for the national title literally and, uh, you know, Nebraska's a
1: great program. Uh, they've been down a long time. But all great programs go through those periods where they're down. And I'll just say this. Growing up, um, I have to remember watching the great Nebraska Tom Osborne oh, versus man. Barry
0: Switzer. Big Red and, Machine, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. The best college football oh. team
1: I ever saw in person was about 1981. Tom Osborne brought Roger Craig, Turner Gill, yeah. Irving Fryer, yeah.
0: Dave Remington. Tom Rathman. Tom Rathman was on that team.
1: They brought I I was in person. They brought him to Auburn, played Auburn. It was about 1981. The final score was 41 to 7. And when I walked out of that stadium, I said that's the most powerful college football team I've ever seen.
0: Remember, they had Dean Steinkuhler. Yeah, Dean Steinkohler was on 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 defense. No, he was on the offensive line. You had Mike Rozier. Yeah, I see. Yeah. He he he, He won the Heisman that year, remember. And Irving Fryer, he was on Irving Fryer. That dude was big time. I remember Irving Fryer. Yeah, I think he ended up with the Patriots. Patriots, and, sure did. Sure did. Uh, had a nice career Went to the Super Bowl there. in 85 with – uh, who was their quarterback? Uh, oh, my God.
1: The two fastest uh, receivers I ever saw in my life in person were Irving Fryer and another guy named Willie Galt
0: for Tennessee. Willie Galt was fast. Bully Bob Hayes was fast. Um, if I'm thinking of fast guys, Whoa. Uh-oh, well, wait,
1: big play, Cowboys. Man, the folks. Cowboys have woke yeah, up. They were, yeah, big play right hey, here. Hey, man, way to go. Well, hey, got, high five on heat, that, got man. some heat right there going in the backfield. Hey, it, p- it looks like the Cowboys might have been
0: sleepwalking. But it. obviously they woke up and we're back even just yeah, they, like that. We ain't they, even at halftime, you they know.
1: Flipped it for six. Let's get the extra point and make this a ball yeah. game. Here we got well, it. Hey, uh, Cowboys might, might turn
0: out to be a good day,
1: huh? I hope so. Cowboys need this one bad. I feel like if the Cowboys want to make any playoff run, today's a must win.
0: Uh yes, I totally agree, man. It's a must I, win.
1: You're playing a weaker. Giant team, you you're, you're sitting at what one and three or something. You can't afford to go one and four.
0: And let's be honest, they could easily be four and zero, or they could be easily be zero and four, this because a, a lot of those came well, with an exception of the uh, the Cleveland game, because I thought Cleveland handed them. But you know what, man? This is a desperate yeah. We're gonna run it one more time. How about them cowboys? Yeah. 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 Now. They were good when they had that guy saying that. You know what I mean? I like that. We need to hear a little more of that. I'm telling you, man. We'll give them an boy every time they do something good. All right, getting back into college football. Um, Mac Brown is doing something big over there at North Carolina. Oh, yeah. He's a great coach. They uh, get to win it. Yeah, they beat Virginia Tech. He's. Uh, have, have you seen his recruiting class? I think he's like, oh, he has he, a second oh, yeah, or third recruiting. He is crushing it.
1: Yeah, he's bringing the, the, He's That was probably the smartest hire um, on the football side of things that they've had over there for years and years. So uh, the, he's doing incredible things. He's an incredible coach, and uh, from what I understand, even a better man. Um, I like Mac Brown. I respect him. And uh, I remember when he, you know, the Red River shootout with Mac Brown was special. Hey,
0: man, there's a breaking report. I don't know if this is true, but apparently the Atlanta Falcons are going to hire Urban Meyer. Oh my God! Minute, I, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that's not true because Texas wants to buy out Tom Herman, so yeah, that they can uh, make a run at Urban Meyer. You know, you know, and I think uh, you let know. Let me look into this report. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah, I I'm think just urban, looking into the report. Urban
1: to uh, Texas would be an incredible thing. Um, I, I, I see him as a college coach. You know, Nick Saban went into the pros and he came back. He came back to the college world. It's a lot of. You know, college coaches that have been successful in college, the pro game's different, and I guess for some reason I see her. Uh, okay,
0: so this is just a tweet that went out there because I'm guessing this is wishful thinking for the Atlanta Falcons, but there's a report that it's Texas. I told you, um, it, 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 those people over there ain't happy with what Tom Herman has done. You know oh, what I mean?
1: No, the you know Texas is one of those programs uh, like Alabama and Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, it's just one of those programs where expectations are extremely high every single year. Yeah. And let's face it, it's hard to live up to those type of expectations every year. Because college football, LSU is a prime example of what I'm talking about. College football, you you, you have greatness and then you have to rebuild.
0: Yeah, LSU, every four years. Yeah, LSU every four years, you're right.
1: LSU had greatness. They're rebuilding. Uh, sometimes it's unfair to the coaches. Do too. you
0: know who I would think would be the perfect hire for the Atlanta Falcons? Bob Stoops. I when I watched the XFL games, I thought he did pretty daggone and, and, well. And I have to believe he'd take
1: something like that. I really think he would want that. He was there trying. You know, he's working with the Dallas. Uh, well, I can't remember what they're called. The Renegades. Uh, yeah,
0: the the yeah the, Renegades. The Renegades. The renegades yeah, you're but, right. So it's, it's, by the way, the XFL will be back. The Rock. I love, stepped in.
1: <laughs> I, I, like, I love some more football. Uh, I remember the USFL. I was Birmingham
0: standing Oh, yeah. Uf, USFL was fun. Yeah, I those, remember Steve Young was there. They Jim had Kelly some good... Jim, Jim Kelly. Houston gunslinger Yes. Herschel Walker. New Jersey <laughs> right. Generals. Reggie White. Reggie White. There was Memphis some great players boats. over there.
1: Memphis Showboats. There was Reggie some great Reg-
0: players. Uh, Nate Newton. Rest Nate Newton, pe- Newton played rest over there. In
1: peace. Reggie White. He's my favorite... Uh, defensive lineman all time started. I saw him play. I was in college, um, just about 65, 70 miles south of there at Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi. Reggie White was playing with the Memphis Showboats. He started with them, and he was dominant then. You knew he wasn't going to stay there long; that he'd be over to the NFL. But NFL uh, came calling, and Reggie's in the Hall of Fame, and rest in peace, Reggie. Uh, d-
0: d- man, I'm telling you, the greatest defensive end I ever seen.
1: He was an incredible force. That you know,
0: every now, team. I didn't get a against, chance to see Demon Deacon Jones, and I heard he was really good. And Harvey Martin, according to what a lot of people are saying, when they started keeping the uh, official stats on oh, as, as sacks, they're saying that Harvey Martin had one year where he had almost 30 sacks. How about a guy? But named, they weren't. They weren't keeping them at that time. You know what I mean? How about a guy named Lawrence Ed, Taylor? Ed, Ed
1: tall Jones.
0: Yes. Yes. Soutar was more of a – he wasn't like a pass rusher. He was a perfect strong side guy that could hold it up, and because of his length, you know what I mean? He'd often make it, yeah.
1: On the offensive side of the ball, how about a guy named Conrad Dober? Oh,
0: man, he was nasty. When Randy White says, you're dirty. (laughs) When, When Randy White says, you're dirty, and we know Randy White. Yeah. He would kick your butt on the field, you hear me? Yeah, it's,
1: these are the good old days. This is back when, uh, you know, mouthpieces were optional, I guess, and you had guys like Jack Lambert. I don't know if uh, he had, Oh, man, Jack if, Lambert. I don't know if he knew what a mouthpiece was. I
0: hated that dude. <laughs> but you know what? I hated him because he was so good. Yeah. He, he, him, me, Joe Green. Oh, what a team. Uh, what a team. Uh, uh, L.C. Greenwood. Yeah, held the corners mel blunt
1: yeah what a football team yeah getting back right here it looks like New York's moving the ball again got a this is going to be a back for this is a good football
0: game i told just, you this was going to be like fighting your your little brother in the back alley because they have so much intel this is a good football game folks on that. who the cowboys are more than you normally get i mean you know your division opponent anyway right but when you get an opportunity to get a coach that's drafted a lot of those players, that's an advantage. Yeah,
1: Cowboys right here, you know, like I said, there. I think that, uh, you know, even though the Giants' record's not sterling, the Giants have come to play.
0: Yeah. They, they've come to play. They, yeah. They've been in every game. Good God almighty. Jalen Smith. Boy. He tried to knock his head off. Did you see that hit?
1: Yeah, he's he's going for the knockout
0: blow right there. And these guys. Look, Devontae Freeman looked like he's trying to figure out where he is. Like, where the hell he he, come from?
1: I was just talking about mouthpieces. He might want to put his in, just saying.
0: Yes, yes. It's getting physical out there, folks. Uh, To give you a recap of what's going on at 17-17, second quarter. Uh, We're down under three minutes. Uh, Cowboys, Giants. This is actually a pretty entertaining game. We'll see how this is. This is
1: great. The few fans in attendance are getting their money's worth. I guarantee it. Here we go, folks. Got the Giants moving the football. It looks like the Cowboys are kind of standing back a little bit. But you know what? This is going to be back and forth the whole game.
0: It is. And I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last.
1: Might come down to a kicker. You know, could be.
0: Okay, see, this is why I, everybody was screaming last week, man, Philly, 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 they beat San Francisco. Well, we got the Dolphins up on them 30-7 to at halftime.
1: Oh, that's – ooh, we got almost helmet-helmet right there. Yeah, that's getting yeah, – keep the helmet a little – get a little lower there. Don't want to hit helmet-helmet. But we got a great football game here, folks.
0: Huh. Did you you see that score, Miami 30 Yeah, I'd like to, you know. San Francisco 7?
1: I'd like to see the Dolphins become what they used to be. I think football is better when certain teams are somewhere in the mix. It makes it more interesting. Nice balance
0: between southern teams, northern teams, east teams, west teams. So, Yeah, once again, we're reporting live over here at the Lone Star Bar. Uh, We'll be doing this every Sunday, man. I'm going to be out here. I'm committed to this. Uh, Man, it's interesting as you look around the NFL and you see some of the scores like i said i just mentioned uh you have the San Francisco 49ers getting dealt with right now 30 to 7 and this is to the Miami Dolphins so Baltimore Ravens won 27 to 3 which i'm surprised because uh I thought the kid from LSU playing quarterback's been doing pretty good for yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: he, I think he's going to be a, a, force to be reckoned with. This is early in, his, you know, his first year here. So, I think as time goes on, I think his value will become better, more and more. And I think he'll turn him into a, a perennial winner. Uh, whether he can get him all the way to the big game, we'll see. But, I think that they knew what they were getting when they drafted him. They were willing to spend the money, and I think he's going to take them places.
0: I. I totally agree with you, but you know what, man? They need to invest in protecting him because as I look into the numbers, he went 19-30, 183, 9.6 average, one interception, no touchdowns. He was sacked seven times. Yeah, He's going to be – but... and then Mixon runs 24 times for f- 59 yards. Yeah, so he had no help. He had no help. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore went in there with a plan, and they executed it. Yeah, the Ravens. That's that's one of those teams that you
1: think about—a big physical football team that used to dominate, and uh, back in the Ray Lewis and just in the days of the Super Bowl and everything else, they're a very physical football teams. So, yeah, you have to—you uh, used to think of the kind of the Ravens kind of had a little bit of that mystique that the Raiders used to have.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, as I'm, I'm just trying to get some updates on the scores and stuff, uh, we're talking college. So, we'll go right back to college because I've seen one very interesting score. Let's get into that, that Missouri LSU game. Wow, um, Tiger fans. I don't know. It's, it that's a long.
1: big win for Missouri. I think it's going to be a long season for LSU from what their standpoint of what they're used
0: to. Yeah. Well, remember, uh, Morrow was a transfer, right? Yeah. I mean, Burrow was a transfer. They got him from Ohio State. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. He 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 was uh, backing up up there, and you know,
1: there was an opportunity at LSU. Needed a quarterback, and he fit their game plan. And boy, did he ever! Uh, ran off an incredible run there. So, uh, but LSU, I think, is so a rebuilding the football team. And you know, I could see LSU losing a couple more football games. They can still have to play Alabama. I don't think they'll beat Alabama. Um, I'm not so sure. After seeing Ole Miss put 48 on Alabama last night, I'm not so sure. that I think Ole Miss will give LSU a good football game. Don't know if they can beat them, but give them a good game.
0: Do you think that it's any coincidence that, um, that LSU and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma has feasted off of transfer quarterbacks the last three years. Think about it. This is the first time that one of their homegrown or one of their own is playing quarterback. Because yeah. they've got, they have Baker Mayfield. I, Oklahoma's a mystery t- team to me still, and, and and I like Oklahoma, but
1: they're they're a little bit of a mystery to me. Uh, you know, if you're talking top five, top
0: six teams, um, I'm not sure that they're there. No, no, they're not. I'm no, not, they're not. And so. what I'm trying, I've been trying to tell people for the last three years. I said, wait a minute, Oklahoma shouldn't be this good. But the reason why they were good is because they were the benefactor of transfer quarterbacks. You went from you went from uh, Baker Mayfield to Kyler Murray to uh to the Alabama kid that they had last yeah, year. Javon you hear me? Hurts, yeah, That's they, what I'm saying. You know? So now that one of their guys have to play, they're struggling. You hear me? Yeah, and I yeah, you know, no. I
1: have to say from a top team tier, uh, I don't think Oklahoma could beat Ohio State. I don't think they beat uh could beat Clemson or or Alabama or uh-uh. I don't think
0: they beat Georgia. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, I don't. So. I don't think they're gonna win the Big Twelve. I think it's Kansas State. It could be. It I could think be. it's Kansas State. I'm just being honest with you. It's one of these odd, weird. You know how Kansas State is. That's On a year that you yeah. normally think Oklahoma, Texas would do it, they'll jump up and bite you. Kansas State's like that. Every three or four years, they'll have a real good team.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do, and they—they uh, they certainly. They, well, they had for years and years one of the best coaches, Snyder. Yeah. Uh, what a top coach for many, many years, Bill Snyder. Um, yeah, I've always wondered what kind of – if he had been at one of those bigger programs like an OU or a Texas mm-hmm. or Alabama LSU, that one of those – Michigan, one of those type programs, what kind of results he – I believe he's a top ten coach all time, Bill Snyder. I really do.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Well, remember they had that ridiculous coaching staff under Hayden Fry at Iowa where yeah, Snyder Stoops, was there, Stoops. Stoops was there. They all were there. <laughs> yeah, they, they won a lot of football games yes. in their own right at Iowa. Yep, yeah. Iowa was really good. I remember they grabbed a kid out of Houston Yates. Yeah, You had a kid from Houston Yates go way to Iowa. His name was Melvin Foster. He was a five-star middle linebacker yeah, for Jack it, Yates.
1: Being uh, a, yeah, being an Auburn fan, Bo Jackson won the Heisman Trophy there. In the year Bo won it, Iowa had a great quarterback named Chuck Long. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was
0: one of the closest. Uh, Ronnie Harmon was yeah. a running back.
1: It was one of the closest Heisman uh, ballots in the history. Yep. Uh, Chuck Long came second to Bo, but um, Iowa has a history. They have a lot of talent that's been there. And um, look,
0: look, Giants caught him. Dallas thought the field goal they, was coming. They were there so a tell nap. me, there's no
1: excuse, yeah. folks. They were taking a nap right there. I, I just come on, guys. This. Is a,
0: so tell me that they don't want to win this game. Uh, yeah. This. Is, you you don't come out doing stuff like that unless you want to win a game now. Yeah, it got got be, little, it might be It might a, be offsides on the got Giants. Got some yellow laundry that is, here. That's, that's why the coach is having a conniption over there. <laughs> yeah, he's about to. This guy, man, he's, yeah, this this guy is just, having a conniption, you know? Yeah, got a little laundry uh, on the field. Look, um, I'm telling we'll you. Let's see what the call is. He's mad but, because it was a perfect play call. Oh, yeah. They caught him I happen, mean, they but, caught him.
1: There's, let's see what we got. Yep,
0: a legal shift. And you yeah. know what? That's going to happen because on, on field goal attempts, Guys aren't used to throwing the ball. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? So you're gonna get an illegal shift. That
1: redefined what wide open means. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or blown coverage, right? Yeah. Or one, blown yeah, coverage. I
1: think a little bit of both on that play. So Giants gotta they just kick themselves in their own foot here.
0: So just to update y'all, the Giants are lining up four field goal <laughs> uh to take twenty seventeen league right before half. Caught Dallas napping, but was called for illegal movement. So and they, it was a perfect play call. It was a oh, perfect that's play a call.
1: Beautiful call. That's a shame. Uh, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan, but that was a beautiful play. And you
0: know what? They left 51 seconds. That might be too, too, too much time. Yeah, Dak and him can throw the ball. Yeah,
1: yeah. Dak can move fast. So we'll see what we'll see what they come up
0: with. I'm here. just but saying with that receiving core. They can get down there in a hurry, you know? Yeah, mistakes, penalties, they cost teams
1: football games. And right there, I mean let's look at the final score at the end of the day and see if that if
0: that turned out to be a game. I I think I think the Giants need the Cowboys to have another one or two turnovers. I I think that if you go in up twenty seventeen or it's twenty twenty, or you or you mess around and you let them score, I think it's game set match.
1: Yeah, could, yeah, very well could be. This this right here. That play could end up being at the end of the day. could be a difference in a ball game. We'll see. It's a, uh, for the Giants unfortunate for Cowboys, very fortunate. So we'll see how it all plays out then right there. But it is good excellent great football game going folks. You are
0: looking live. The great Brett Musburger right there. Yeah, we're reporting and recording live over here at the Lone Star Bar where we are. Doing just the first half of the game, because that's coming. I think it's right upon. Yeah, almost an hour. An hour is perfect. That's what I wanted to do. But uh, folks, make sure you're tuning in, and hopefully Rob joins us. You know, from time to time, I'll bring on some other people. And then as we get this going, we're going to start to bring some uh, Hall of Famers, some celebrities, some people like that, you know. Rob, you got anything you want to add in? No,
1: I just enjoy the. I've enjoyed the.
0: The talk here
1: and hopefully the football season uh brings everybody a little bit of joy as we move a little closer to thanksgiving and uh, of course all the special times that the get closer I, when i think of holidays i, th- I always had football in so uh, hopefully uh cowboys i'm pulling for them today I'm, I'm ready to see them make a
0: playoff run well i i, I just hope i just hope they win you know because I, I don't even feel good about the one win they got because the way they got it, it was on an onside kick, you know, and they need one good win. They haven't had a good win yet,
1: you know? Yeah, I think any win right now is a good win for them, though. Uh, just to get the record a little more even, get them in the playoff hunt, and get them moving towards the ultimate goal is every every team wants to make the playoffs because that's where it all starts and ends. So hopefully we'll get the win today and, and start keep moving in a positive direction. But wish everybody well and hope that um, the football season brings you a little happiness during
0: what have been very difficult times in our country. And once again, this is Rob. He's going to be joining me from time to time. Rob, it was great having you on. Wonderful. Enjoyed it. Folks, I'm going to go ahead and jump into a commercial break, and then I will close it with my final thoughts. You might want to hear it, man. I think the Texans just saved their season by firing their coach. Yeah, that sounds good. The Cowboys Texans report brought to you by the Lone Star Bar. Here's your hosts, Frank and Dre. All right. As I jump back in, we're going to do the Cowboys Texans report. That'll be my final thought. Texans getting a very big, much needed, man. Congratulations to him, man, because I believe – that they personally saved their season by getting rid of Bill O'Brien. I think the team might be revitalized. This is a team that's made the playoffs, I believe, two of the last three years. Deshaun Watson is a star in the making. They just needed a different voice and a different view, and I believe that they took the right path when they brought in Bill O'Brien. So Texans, this is for you. Congratulations on the win, and I am out. Having problems with your appliances? Or maybe those beers in your refrigerator aren't getting cold enough? Have no worries. Call the professionals at B&B and Appliance and Repair. Al Brookings has over five years of experience in the DFW area, so you know he has you covered. Give him a call at 972-295-9251 or hit him up on his website at www.beappliancesrepair.com. Having some electrical problems at home? Or maybe it's your place of business? No worries. Call the professionals at Delgado Electric. With years of experience in both home and commercial business, you have the peace of mind and guarantee that it's A-plus quality and service. Call Blas Delgado, the owner and operator, at 432-312-4142. Again, that's 432-312-4142 and tell Blas I sent you alrighty folks once again remember we do this every Sunday we're going to be reporting live from the Lone Star Bar we'll do the Cowboys Texans report we'll do the uh, college football recap also the NFL recap from all of us here at Across the Middle God bless you man I'm out thank you for listening to the Across the Middle with Frank Chalette. tune in next time for more great guests and awesome sports talk